on Wednesdays, we wear black with me, Sophie Kay and Yasmin Simmons. And a special guest, you're not going to mention the special guest, Sophie, I'm so excited! Yes, so in a moment we are going to cut to our interview that we are about to do with Lynn Gunn when we get to Slam Dunk Festival. Um, I'm going to chat to the Lynn Gunn. We're going to interview the Lynn Gunn, like the Lynn Gunn of Paris. The Lynn Gunnigan. Lynnigan Gunnigan. Go! Our, our idea is to give Lynn Gunn her flowers for being so awesome over the years. I feel like a lot of people who listen to our podcast, maybe I'm generalising, but many of you are um, fans of Paris and love Lynn Gunn and what she's done for the gay community, especially gay emos worldwide, myself included. Um, mm. And I feel like it's time we give her her flowers because no one really talks about like the the early 2010s and like that that era of like black and white Tumblr and like everyone was talking about like Warp Tour, but no, no, Lynn Gunn and Paris had me in a chokehold. Are you excited? So excited. And I have to find my chill. I have to find my chill. Me and Scene Queen both really love Ling Gun and we're both going to meet her at the Samsung, I think. And we're both like, we're, we're like consulting with each other, being like, how do we how do we be normal around Ling Gun? Because Ling Gun is iconic, legendary. That She won't admit it. I bet you we're going to interview her and she'll be like, no, I'm just Ling Gun. But like, she paved the way. She is the reason that there is a whole generation of gay emos. Okay, so next time you hear these voices, we will be in a field. On Wednesdays, we wear black with me, Sophie K. And me, Yasmin Suman. And we're here with me, Lynn, this is going to be very indulgent of you, this episode. This will be very hard for me, but I will lean in. Just sorry in advance. It's okay. okay. Sorry. So, Lynn, as a podcast with so many people who listen to us, who are all different backgrounds, you are somebody who comes up regularly as someone who's inspiration. It's really beautiful. Isn't it sweet? And so we wanted to run through some highlights that were highlights for us. Now, I remember when White Noise dropped. Mm-hmm. That was 2014? Yeah. We met for the first time in 2015. I, I, I went back on my Instagram. I remember backstage at Barfly. <laughs> it was yeah. indeed. And it was like, I remember how shy you were back then because it was yeah. one of your first interviews. And... That was a time where it was really interesting hearing your music because it was like nothing else that we'd heard before in the world of rock. It was so different and it was so challenging what rock is because historically all we'd ever had was women being compared to um, Hayley Williams. Yeah, that was like all you would see. And then you brought this new sound. How did it feel at that time? Was it hard to get accepted? Um... I think creatively, there was like some, I think there's some parts where creatively it felt like we can't push it to pop or we can't do this because we're touring with these bands and we're touring with a bunch of men and we're touring with this and that. And I think there is a little bit of pressure creatively in that sense, but otherwise felt really like free creatively. But yeah, I definitely remember on stage and I still am like conditioning to like undo this, but like just feeling like you have to go up on stage and be this particular thing and be really loud and aggressive and like just kind of keep up with the dudes yeah. and yeah. 
I'm just, I mean, you met me backstage after and I'm sure it was much different. It was like, oh, she's quiet. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, not that, but I mean, music's like a, an outlet for me where that comes out. But as far as like talking to people and stuff, it like, I don't know, on stage, I was just like, what? I always felt like I had to um, perform in that way. And then, yeah, I have slowly been like, I don't need to do that anymore. It's okay. Yeah, you've really found yourself and it's been beautiful watching you through that journey. One of the things um, that really stood out to me is I feel like with a lot of artists, there's a big deal about their sexuality and everyone yeah. wanting to talk about it. I feel with you, I don't know if it felt this way for you, you were just like, no, this is who I am. And you yeah. just came forward and were yourself. Yeah. And that, I mean, today, if someone was to look at that in 2023, that's so commonplace, but it wasn't back then. Yeah. Was it, were you scared? Because it was, it was really hard to be accepted, especially I find with queer women. Yeah. Got a really hard time in the scene and were very fetishized. Yeah, because I guess you're not appealing to the male gaze and then like there's that whole kind of trivialization around that that like because you're not interested, you wouldn't be interested in men, therefore you're not valuable. And there's like a whole paradox to that, right? Yeah, I, I, de I definitely feel like there was still some parts of me that was maybe doing that subconsciously though, because like I was wearing short shorts and like knee high uh, socks and stuff and like my hair was long and I think there was, I think visually like some conditioning on my end too to be like, okay, well, I could be gay, but I, I should look like this probably. I'll, I'll be a, a bit better accepted this way. And um, yeah, I think I think that was still there a little bit. Is there, because we were talking about shaving heads before and Yasmin, you yeah. mentioned this, there's an iconic moment when you shaved the side of your head. Was that part of it? I don't know. I think I just wanted like, I wanted it to be easier on tour, but I was like, this is cool too. It's a balance of masculine and feminine, which I always kind of like feel stance between. And yeah, I remember when you did that. And then the next year, everyone had their heads the same way. The same day, like I'd go to Paris shows and be like, oh, hey, just like you. You're going to the show. See you there. I yeah. think that was a big, a big thing that used to stand out for me was at yeah. Paris shows. I remember, I think I actually cried at one show because you have this like monochrome backdrop and there was like a light in the corner. And I think someone threw this pride flag yeah. at you and you had this like rainbow flag against this monochrome. And it was this level of acceptance that I don't think anyone in the LGBTQ plus world has had as much as you brought in that scene at that time. Interesting. Do you, have you ever thought about it like that? I guess I just didn't, I like couldn't see out far enough to know what it was like for a lot of other people. And I'm sure, I, I think I had it pretty easy to be honest, like um, as far as it being accepted and stuff. So I don't really know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't, I, there wasn't much else also in the scene. So I, there's nothing to compare it to really. And that's why in so many ways you are a pioneer and that's why yeah. people see you as an icon and an icon because you didn't do it from a sense of this is my brand or it was just you being you and it yeah. was so it was so natural one of the things that you did as well also inspire was fashion in a big big way is fashion very important to you wow you yeah, didn't realize that, i know i know <laughs> that's crazy because like when Paris, in 2014, I would have been 15, so I was like peak age to like consume that kind of content. 
And um, Tumblr, people used to post every outfit you would wear and be like, this is a Lincoln Oh, God, Tumblr. I know. But, like, that whole, like, black and white, monochrome, like, pale grunge era, I feel like you guys and your aesthetic fit so well during that time that, especially for queer people, they felt seen in that space when yeah. they were like, that's something I can, like, associate with and someone who understands me, you know? Yeah. Wow. Did you not even realize that? No, I had no idea. Oh my gosh, and then even, you even in, influenced the trend, because I feel like you were one of the first people to do it. There was the phase of posting a photo in lots of different squares. Do you remember that trend on Instagram? Yes, oh my God, where you'd break up the photo and it would be like five squares and it would make one big photo. Wait, really? Yeah. I feel like we saw other artists doing that and we were like, let's do it, like, that's cool. I feel like everyone saw you do it and was like, okay, now's the time for me to do it. All right. It's back! Ba -da 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 -da. One of the most popular festivals that we've ever talked about was 2000 Trees, right? You guys love it. You love to hear us talk about it. So we're back talking about it once again. But this time we're up in the game. So 2000 Trees is a festival from the 5th to the 8th of July here in the UK in Cheltenham. And there's some amazing bands playing. Oh my God. Have you seen the lineup? Talk me, talk me through it, Yasmin. You've got Soft Play, Skin Dread. Who used to be, so Soft Play used to be called Slaves. And now they're Soft Play, which is kind of a more iconic name. Skin Dread, we love Skin Dread. We love Skin Dread in this we household. We do, of course. Bullet for My Valentine. Oh my gosh, let's go! Dinosaur Pileup, which I know fall. Sophie loves, and we bonded over that. I love Dinosaur Pileup because they just write so many amazing songs. Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes as well. <gasps> You're forgetting American football. I'm going to be so and there's um, a band playing who are kind of new to the circuit and they're a band that if you're a fan of Biffy Clyro, you might know a little bit more about. Empire State Bastard is Biffy Clyro, Simon Neal's band and they're really heavy, which is good to see. Yes, very cool. There's also some also people there as well who aren't headlining but are still there and they're awesome. Like uh bob villain kid capici holding absence casey dream state um oh my god there's so many i'm just looking at this lineup now and i'm overwhelmed cody frost do you know the one will get me and this will just take me back to um my days of watching scuzz tv it was electric six <gasps> and also bat sabbath and so if you don't know who they are it's cancer bats doing black sabbath tribute band and they don't sound like cancer bats doing covers they make it like their own sound but most importantly yasmin yes we have on Wednesdays We Wear Black doing a live podcast and a DJ set. And if you're like, I've always wanted to go to 2000 Trees and I just wasn't sure, but now I definitely want to go. Hey, let us give you a cheeky discount. Yes, get your money's worth, girly pops. So day tickets are close to selling out. But if you want to grab a weekend ticket, we can give you £40 off. Just go to 2000trees.co.uk and use the code WEDNESDAYS. Please spell it right. Yeah. Because we had issues with this last year. People couldn't spell the word WEDNESDAYS. Wed How do we spell WEDNESDAYS? WEDNESDAYS. Not WEDNESDAY. WEDNESDAYS. WEDNESDAYS. All in capitals. WEDNESDAYS. Like on WEDNESDAYS, we wear black. And on WEDNESDAYS, we buy 2002 <laughs> tickets. Well, if you are going to 2000 Trees, make sure you send us a, a, a message on social and we will see you there. See you there, hotties. And then there was like the black and white era. Like everything, yeah. like very, very cool. 
the Doc Martens, the like baggy jackets, black and white everything. Like it was a time. It was. I think as well, something else that you've really given a place to fans is the um, the track "Good to Be Alive," because I think you being so open about chronic illness in that way and that feeling of FOMO is something that comes up time and time again with friends who have had a loss or a death in the family, chronic illness, anything like that, where you feel this sense of FOMO and life is getting away from you. And I think you managed to create that so well and gave a voice to something that people don't talk about. Yeah. It yeah. Was, have you thought about that's not something you, I can see you like looking like. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Gonna, That's the is, beauty of music, though. It is. I was just like, I have to make this, and then everybody else can take it and run with it however they want and connect to it. And, yeah, it's and magical. These are all the different spaces that I think you've created in your time in the band um, and as an artist and sharing your story with us, whether it be relationships and breakups and all of that type of thing. Because you're so open about, like, love and romance and trying to navigate that in the world do you ever feel quite vulnerable sharing that yeah I feel like vulnerability is the biggest strength though and I think it's I don't know I feel like I feel like there's a movement behind vulnerability right now and and like I don't know I I just think that's the biggest way you connect and that's the biggest way you can learn that's the best way to yeah I don't know no I agree that's what life is for it's to connect and be good to each other and have a good time on this floating rock and I think vulnerability is the biggest thing to do that and unlock that and get there so 100% now listening to your new tracks I mean there are points in that where I think Rihanna would be jealous and go I wish I had written something that, that R&B honor. that is an honor <laughs> I really secretly want her to hear it and really? be like who is this I really would love to work with would you would, would Rihanna be the person you'd want to work with number most? one collab dream I, I would say Rihanna Grimes The Weeknd nice or like my oh, top three yes you yeah. know Grimes on track would kind of be iconic yeah do you know what it always makes me sad that like I would love to see a Halsey Paris tour because Halsey that would also be great wouldn't it like Halsey yeah. released Badlands the year after in 2015 I believe yeah it had Tumblr in a chokehold it had every 15 year old at the neck me included me uh, <laughs> there was like that era where it was you Halsey and like the whole like queer experience queer movement it was so fun yeah. I think Halsey was inspired by Paris I genuinely do 100% that's crazy. That's very Halsey's cool. in the scene. I don't know. There's like, there are parallels there. That is what I say on the radio and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> well, the, the respect and like inspiration is mutual there. So, And there's yeah. also like on your new tracks, you've got um, Goddess, which opens with that like real fuzz. Yeah. I love that. It's like a, such a punk vibe. Yeah. And I feel like you're just testing, again, all the different ways you can take the music. Is that what we can expect from Evergreen? Yeah, definitely. There's, I'd say there's kind of like two halves to it. There's a real, the first half of the album's very in-your-face, punchy, aggressive, high energy. And then it kind of switches into a bit more ethereal, dreamy world. But they, they all kind of fit together still. And the, I think the ways that the production gets played with, like, 
The synths will be highlighted in an aggressive track. You wouldn't think you'd hear a synth being aggressive, but you make it aggressive and vice versa. Um, kind of just flipping the roles on, I think, what people would expect different instruments to be doing. Yeah. Oh, yes, man. have you got anything else to add from the, from the history that we've put together? I mean, I loved the, like, you look at the early 2010s. I say early 2010s. I was, like, 11 during the 2010s. But you look at that time, um, and you're like, it was it was so rife. The Walk Tour core boom, you know, like, Walk yeah. Tour was everywhere. But that era was so rife with toxic masculinity. Oh, I, can't, yeah. I can't even imagine navigating that era where it was all just, like, heavy bands being like, yeah, bitches, peace. Yeah. I, I don't know how, I don't know how you did it. Blinders. Nice. Um, which now I'm like, fuck that. That's stupid. Um, I don't know. I think I was really fortunate to have a really good team around me to kind of protect me from any of that. And if any of that did happen, it would be right out. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I had a bunch of pit bulls around me at all nice. times. So I didn't really have to deal with too much. So I'm really grateful for that. Um, but I, I, I get like more and more annoyed about it. Yeah. Every every year that I get older, the, and like think back on things that at the time, just from like internal misogyny, didn't realize or didn't notice. And now I'm like, wait a second, we didn't know. We didn't know. I just yeah. feel like it's hard for women and femme presenting people to advocate for themselves in yeah. this space. Oh, like, yeah. it's hard for you to say. Actually, no, don't do that. That's fucked up. Yeah, you can't be too stupid. You can't be too assertive. You can't be too bossy. You right. can't be too slutty. You can't be this. You can't be that. Like, you can't be anything. You can't exist. You can't exist, pretty much. I just, on my way here, I just went to see um, Scene Queen. Yes, we love Scene Queen. I'm obsessed. And it made me so happy, and it got out some of that catharsis. I was like, thank God. Thank God. But I, I don't think you realize, and I know we've done this whole episode being like, I don't think you realize. There would be no scene queen without you. Like you, when it comes to like queer heavy music and like queer alternative music, you you open the doors for people like scene queen to exist in this space. And I think as well in a, in a way that like, even I struggle with this, there's this yeah. pressure that you have no value unless people are attracted to you. Yep. Unless, I mean, don't get me wrong. I have, there are a lot of gay women who are up in your comments Actually, like you get it. It's crazy. We used yeah. to we used to play a game in my last <laughs> office where we'd read the comments like what we call white van men, the so guys who catcall in the UK, like the construction workers, right? Yeah, construction yeah, workers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially after the Playboy shoot. Yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty iconic. So, Yasmin, I don't know if you can able to get like a wide shot here, because we're going to end it off and say, Lynn, I know you're humble. It's 2023 and you've gone and grown from being someone who was shy in your first interviews to an actual icon, someone who's changed the scene, somebody who spoke openly in a time where it wasn't in fashion and it wasn't cool. You did it just because it was from the heart. You created a home for people who fit under the LGBTQ plus within this scene. And as a podcast, we always say Lynn Gunn deserves her flowers. So they're a bit battered, Aww. but Lynn Gunn, no, here perfect. are your flowers. Thank you. Thank you so much for chatting to us. Thank on you we for wear chatting black. With me.
Oh my gosh, how cute was Lynn? Sophie, Sophie, I'm trying to be normal. I'm trying to be normal. I can't be normal because it's Lynn. <laughs> you did it. You got through it. I'm proud of you. I was, I was so silent. I was so silent because I was like, I know if I'm given too many words, I'll be like, so Lynn, how do you feel knowing that I'm, I'm gay because of you? I realised I was gay when I saw you when I was like, me, real. <laughs> the other thing... I felt a little bit embarrassed about. Can I share something with you? Okay, okay. So, I just passed by, like, our local... whatever you Wherever you live, right? You know you have the nice supermarkets and the cheap supermarkets. So, so I just picked up some flowers in the cheap supermarket, right? Because, you know, it's just a gesture. It's just whatever. Lynn was so grateful for those cheap flowers that now I feel guilty that I didn't get some posh flowers <laughs> that were like wrapped in brown paper with bows and stuff. I literally picked up supermarket cheap flowers to give to her. And then as she was standing there, I was like, oh my God, I bet no one has ever given what would be called in America, gas station flowers. In the UK, it's called Aldi. Um, no one's ever given Lynn that low level of flowers. And I'm like, <laughs> no, why did I spend was, money? I'm a broke bitch. I saw her carrying them around afterwards, like backstage. No. And I was like, Sophie, Sophie, she really loved them. And That's I know sweet. you spent two pound on them, but like you were in a rush. You were in a rush. Slammed That's it all they had in Aldi, which that's all they had. Like, I don't live in the kind of area. I live in the area where people get stabbed. I don't live in an area where they have fancy florists. There's no so- organic foods here, bitch. It's like we we live and we die in this area. <laughs> so this is how this is how it went. But hopefully she was very very grateful because i love i love lynn she's so sweet she is so kind i loved that she was also so obsessed with you and like was playing you your flowers and you were like reminiscing about the good old days i wasn't alive back then but it was so oh, cool to you. watch yes, <laughs> i'm going to i'm going to send you some of the photos that i've taken with lynn gunn across the years oh my god and we can post them on our page because we're babies i'm pretty sure there was a photo of you and lynn that was on tumblr <laughs> And I used to re-vlog it and be like, when will this be me? <laughs> I know. I was, I was, I loved Lynn. Um, I love Lynn now. She's just such a down to earth. She's just, she hasn't got the arrogance you'd expect her to have that she has earned the right to have. She, she should moves. have it because girl, she yeah. thought through Warp Tour, she thought through that era and is still the most humble, kindest person we've interviewed to date. To date. Anyway, she, she is such a, a legend. So thank you, Lynn. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you've got anything to add to Lynn's achievements that you think we should mention to her next time, feel free to send it through to us at wewentblackpod at gmail.com. Thank you. And words of wisdom, protect Lynn Gunn at all costs. Amen. Words of wisdom is if you're trying to make a difference, you're probably not making as big a difference as the people who did it without even realising. Is that a weird thing to say? That's... <laughs> I didn't mean it as bad as that sounded. Came out of my mouth and I was like, that sounds really mean. What I meant is like, there's a load of people on social media at the moment who like to make causes of things and like to make out as if they're these big game changers. But sometimes the people who made the biggest changes did it by just being themselves. And so you don't have to make it a parade um, on social media. Just be yourself and that makes the change. So there's no pressure to do the social media thing. Amen. And if you want to follow us, it's at We Wear Black Pod on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow me, it's at Yasmin Super on everything. She's I, I never post. I, I am Sophie K. 
I do sometimes. I do. Some, I go through phases with bursts where I just post all the time. I'm like, I love social media. I hate it at the moment. Hence me ragging on it. My favorite thing was at the Heavy Music Awards, me literally dragging you around, going, "Sophie, Sophie, we need to film this, Sophie." And you were like, "I'm just trying to enjoy my night." And I'm like, "No, <laughs> no." I burped. I burped samosa in someone's face, and I, I'm still having anxiety attacks about that because I'm so embarrassed. Notes up apology on my desk by tomorrow. <laughs> it wasn't your face. Have you ever done that thing where you like it was a really stinky samosa, right? It was a really it repeated on me and just as I burped and I was like god that stinks somebody really important lent in to tell me something and I was like they are smelling my burp right now I am smelling my burp right now this is an awful time in my life <laughs> thank you bye bye you were listening to on Wednesdays we wear black please rate and subscribe so that we can keep doing what we do special thanks goes out to the Nova Twins for the badass music and Wargasm for the killer screams See you next week.